Besides wanting to move in, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I could take a good long nap. It was so good. Yes, we had pancakes, buttermilk pancakes. Mm-hmm. We had French toast, cinnamon French toast. That was so good. Oh my Turkey God. bacon. Jeez. I didn't have that. Crescent rolls. Oh, that was good. <laughs> scrambled eggs with onions and On point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the iced tea was bad. Iced tea, hot chocolate. That's, That's how we roll at the dinner house. That's how we roll. Not have the itis and, and do this, but it's all right. Quickest <laughs> way to your heart. <laughs> hey, everybody! I know you're out there listening to us, wondering what is happening. We probably just made you a little bit hungry. Sorry you missed it. Um, we are here at the Adinkra House. Another week doing the Outlet Radio Show, and today we are joined by Ghana Imani. And what a pleasure! It's so great to come here. Every single time we come here, it's awesome. Of course, Jeff is here holding it down as well. i Jeffrey Smith. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and joined with us is also Ghana's husband. He's going to chime in here and there. Say hi, well. <laughs> yeah, so we are here. And the first time I came to the Adinkra house was actually a few weeks ago. Uh, Jeff, of course, <laughs> is the person who gets me to go anywhere these days and he suggested that i come Almost out here <laughs> he suggested you know what see <laughs> <laughs> hey what you shaking your head for Ghana? this is a family radio you know what i'm saying trying to be <laughs> we haven't we haven't been able to do it for the first three shows maybe we'll get there this time um but we i came out here a few weeks ago we were um here to see an artist known as Aki Burmese who was on the show last week, actually. And he was amazing. But before I even met him, I was greeted by Ghana, who I, I had already met just from going out and supporting Jeff when he performs. Ghana is always there. She's probably one of the most supportive people I've ever seen. And so we had already had a rapport in that in that, in that in that way. But then I came here into your home. I got the real deal. And I got yeah. the real. <laughs> it was like, really? That's how you roll? I love it. I mean, we had so much fun. Just talking, eating, everything. It was great. 
So I'm I'm happy to be here again, and I'm happy you agreed to join us on the show and share Absolutely. all of your gifts and humor <laughs> with the audience, so they can know this amazing space that you have here that you um, provide for up and coming artists to come and really share their talent with the um, with the audience. With the you have a following of your own that you you kind of introduce them to the, the the artists that come through the door, right? Well, that's the goal. I try. Um try to get really the audience that uh, doesn't really believe that there's great music out there anymore and just convince them otherwise and just bring the great music to them. So yeah, we have um, a Zinkra House regulars who we call housemates. And um, so they are tried and true. They believe, they know that if there's somebody I bring here that um, I think that that person is worth them hearing. So they trust my taste, which is a good thing. Um, and then we always get newbies and people that come um, out of curiosity or, or new to the scene. Um, but we definitely have some regulars that come through uh, all the time so that they don't miss a show um, from far and wide. So that's good. We have local people. My neighbors come. Uh, people in the community. And then we have people coming from the neighboring towns. And then we have a couple of NYC folks that come through. Yeah, we're in Jersey people. We're in Jersey. Yes, Montclair, New Jersey. It has a great art scene in Montclair, New Jersey. We have our own art museum. There's a lot that goes on um, in Montclair. A lot of former New Yorkers move out this way just mm -hmm. because it's not the burbs in the typical sense. It's definitely an urban type spot. You can have a nice home, nice spot for your kids, but you can also do things you know, for the adults. There's places to eat, lots to do, and um, we just wanted to fit into that mix. Yeah, we're all doing something that no one else is doing. Really. Yeah, it's definitely um, doing a specific market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that anybody's doing this anywhere else, though. I haven't, I mean, yeah, I true. saw something like this in a brownstone, but it wasn't this polished, to be honest. This is, there's a lot of thought and care put into the, the surroundings with the space that you create for artists to come into. There are house concert venues and there's actually um, concertsinyourhome.com that support us and um, give us literature about what we can and can't do state to state. So it's definitely a movement. But yes, I wanted a specific look and feel. So what I tried to do was merge the idea of a house concert with the idea of like back in the day in New York City, Nails, places like that, that people used to go to to hear really great neo soul and soul and grown folks R&B music, but it had like the sofas and a really relaxed, comfortable feel to it. Um, that was kind of the two things I tried to merge together to make a Dinkra House. So a Dinkra House is a little bit of a speakeasy, a little bit of a, of a club, a little bit of a, a music spot. Um, a little bit of a creative spot. We've had poetry, we've had music, um, and we've had dance. So those are the three things that we've had the most of, but mostly music. And we just wanted it to be a place that if you were grown and you wanted to go out for a nice time, whether you were out with your girls or whether you were on a date, you could come here, or even if you were by yourself, people have come all by themselves and we make sure they feel comfortable and we introduce them to people and they have a great night. So that's basically what our goal was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you succeeded in that. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I've, I've been uh, in on this from, from the ground, and I've seen where it came from and where it is now. And 
um, every artist that performs here, they just love it. They, they do. They love it. They want to come back. The crowd is, you know, uh, gives them a lot of love. So, you know. It was important for me to have two groups happy. The audience, of course, but the artists. Yeah. They're, you know, yeah. my husband's an artist. Yeah. My brother's an artist. And I've heard a lot of stories about a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes artists don't make as much money as they could be making. But whenever they're treated well, received well, yeah. fed, all of those <laughs> things, um, you know, because a starving artist is a real thing. Um, so I just wanted the artists, whether it was a solo artist or a band, when they came to a Dinkford house, to just feel like they already were part of the family. Right. You know? Um, right. So I always make sure I have a hot meal for them, a comfortable space for them to relax. Okay, let's back show. up for a second. Hot <laughs> meal. Can we oh, talk yeah. about the hot meal? I've been waiting all day to talk about the hot meal. See, I'm not an artist, but I came with the artist, so I got to enjoy the hot meal. Yeah, I don't play. And it was, um, and I'm vegetarian. I've been a lifelong vegetarian. So there were, you know, some things that I could not indulge in, but the stuff that I could indulge in, I still talk about those collard greens well, to other people, to yeah. other people. Well, next time you come, I'm going to make you the glazed carrots. Oh, You're going to fall out from That's that. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm already, I've decided I'm moving right <laughs> into this house. <laughs> come on, girl. We ready so, for yeah, you. So, yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, it's such a warm environment that you create. You come inside. I mean, it's, it's your home. And it feels like home. And then you step down here into this. The space is actually in the basement. That's for, for the performances. And it, you feel like you're stepping into a whole nother space because mm -hmm. it has a completely different look and style about it mm -hmm. than, the, than, than the rest of the home. But it still feels warm and inviting and like just welcoming. And then when Ghana introduced, like once the show starts and Ghana gets on the microphone, that's that personality that's that the show called. right there mm, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i mean oh, this yeah, this person that we're know. talking to right you now sounds wonderful out, right? but <laughs> you gotta catch her with that microphone in her hand mm, just getting lady. the audience ready for the church the lady with the potty mouth <laughs> oh my gosh no, hilarious no. well hilarious. i definitely intended on making the space feel like you've stepped away yeah you know um I wanted it to feel separate and I love that people say I forgot I was in your house yeah. I yeah. love yeah. it when people That's say real. that because that means I did my job and Jeff will tell you it didn't start that way I mean I always uh -huh. had the vision but I didn't ha right away have the money so I had to build it slowly but the first concert um, that Soul Folk Experience performed in, right. literally it was concrete floors that were still yeah. wet. <laughs> we had to put a fan and dry them before the show. You remember that? Oh, yeah. And the walls were, were white. And there was not one picture, painting, anything. Oh, and we man. had to, we were going around the puddles to plug up the microphones so we wouldn't get electrocuted. Oh. Um, just so we could have the first show. And then we added the, the color. Um, we, and then we added the carpet. Then we added the pictures and so on and so forth. As I, you know, we get a little change here and there, I would build on it. But this is pretty much the vision that I always had for it. So, and even when we just had nothing but the red chairs, yeah, people felt comfortable. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, it was just always such a community feeling about the place. Um, and that you know, part of that is too because my handsome husband greets everybody at the door and yeah. he's great at that. So, um, just to you know, because people don't know, like, literally, I've had people call me outside and go, uh, 
<laughs> Am I at the right spot? I'm on a... <laughs> On the, in front of a house, <laughs> and it's just a bunch of houses, and and I'm like, yep, park the car, come on in, we're ready for you. So you know, they sometimes they're, and you know, I tried to give them a hint, a Dinkra house, like it is a house, but they don't always catch that hint. They really think it's between the pictures and the videos that we post mm-hmm. on Facebook and Twitter and such. They think it's a real club, so they're looking for a real club yeah um, exactly so we're like yeah you're here come on in babe and the entertainment without we just had some great artists now oh yeah oh yeah just had some really really who's come through the doors well of course the first that just started it all off was the soul folk experience Mm -hmm. with you know yours truly over there I think um, I might Jeffrey have heard Smith. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And they, never even seen, you never even seen I haven't group. seen you guys. I've mm-hmm. seen you perform with so many different... Other you know, people, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I still haven't seen that. Well, we had um, Corey Glover yeah. from Living Color. Uh, Sandra St. Victor, um, also formerly from Family Stand. Friend of the show. Friend, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, we had Jean Baylor from Janet. She was in Janet. Um we had um, Anthony David. Vinks. Vinks was here. Vinks, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Anthony David. Yeah, that was. Whew, he was here twice, melting the, the yeah. paint off the damn walls. That yeah, and he was just Lord Jesus. an example because he didn't know what it was like, and he said he wanted to come back. Absolutely, wow. he came yeah. here. He trusted that he would have a great time. He flew from Atlanta. Um, he performed and he told me he wanted to come back and yeah. sure enough like six months later he came back for another date so people really love it and I love it when the artists refer other artists because yeah. that's so meaningful they're like oh yeah. you gotta go to this spot you gotta you know be there and yeah. I think that's why you have such a consistent following because they trust your taste they know that right. whenever you bring someone to your stage it, it's, it's they're not gonna disappoint yes. it's gonna be a great show Yes. and I've only been here once and I and I'm like what? Girl, <laughs> the shows the you've show? missed. <laughs> when yeah. is the next show? Yep, yep. Great outlet for in, independent artists. Yes. A great, great outlet for artists that you don't normally get to hear. Um, this is just, okay, go ahead. Great outlet. <laughs> great outlet. You like that, right? <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> so how did this get started? Like, how did you go from... You know, not how did you get into wanting to put on create a space for artists to come mm. and perform? Okay, I'm gonna try to make this a shorter story because it's a long story. So, my husband is a musician and a singer, and we met, married, had kids, and eventually moved to the suburbs. So, a lot of our friends are artistic, mm. and as we matured um we didn't go dancing at the shelter in the tunnel like we used to when we were (laughs) 20 something but we still enjoy going out having a good time and we really couldn't find any place for us to go that suited our taste and any club that we went to was either screaming music 20 year olds and you couldn't even hear yourself think okay and they were trying to like pick you up and you're past that Mm -hmm. Or like really quiet, dull jazz clubs with like 60 year olds. And I love my 
elders, but <laughs> they just, they're not talking to you. They're just listening. And it's like a lot of instrumental music. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for all of that. We love that. We actually love jazz, but we just couldn't find a place for us. So when we moved to this house, the basement was empty. And I asked my husband if we could fix it up and have some of our friends performing it and invite people. And that's basically how Adinkra House started. Mm. So it was a long time coming. Was it difficult to enroll Will? Oh, child. Oh, Oh, I know he thought I had three motherfucking heads when I said that. The great thing about our relationship uh, is definitely a yin and yang. I'm adventurous and a little little crazy, and he's very grounded and very sensible. So I had the idea, and he's not scared anymore. After all these years of being with me, he's used to my crazy shit, but he asks important questions. He goes, hmm, okay, so how are we going to let, you mean strangers in the house, or (laughs) you mean friends, you know, he had some really important questions, and it helps me work through those answers mm-hmm. so if i could get the answer for him then i was good mm-hmm. um so you know once we and that's one of the reasons why he's the man at the door as well so it's a kind of one level of security um, because it is our home but it's a word of mouth thing so it's like a friend of a friend of a friend so we do end up with strangers but they're always able to tell us how they heard about a dinker house and who sent them mm-hmm. so then in essence they're not strangers the minute they say oh my girl shonda came to the last show she saw aki permis right. it was wonderful she told me i had to come so i may not know her but then instantly you know i know who sent her why she's there and all of that right that's our and biggest how can challenge. artists contact you if they don't know jeff <laughs> well, <laughs> well we are on Facebook Adinkra House is on Facebook um, It's also on Twitter um, And then we have a website AdinkraHouse.Weebly.com So those are the three biggest sources of that Weebly? Getting in touch Yes Weebly, Weebly. Okay. com. Um, because that's a password protected website So I'm telling you now If you go to the path To the website the password is housemate. Okay. It's one of the ways that we really make sure that we have a little bit of privacy, being that it is our home, right. um, so that we know if they heard about it, they heard about it on your radio show or, you know, whatever. So right. um, not just can just walk up and come in. So that's kind of one of the levels of protection that we have. But um, yes, so we definitely are open to hearing from other artists. Sometimes they will approach me on Facebook and I'll, and say, how, how, do I, how can I get down? And I'm like, you know, send your stuff. Let me hear you. Mm-hmm. Some do, some don't. Some make it through, some won't. But it's all good. We love hearing from everyone. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I, I also have questions about things that are not specifically related to Go on, hit me. the music. Go on, hit me. Oh, how do it. I approach this? Oh, shit. Just say it, bro. <sighs> Jeff talks at length about how much he admires your relationship. Okay. The two of you. Okay. Yes, the two of you. Okay. I mean, he really, he's like, they are the most amazing couple. I mean, at length. We will, you know, we'll have conversations. They're, they're so in love. They're so crazy. They're so great. <laughs> they're so funny. 
Does he also tell you that he's second in line? That he is my spare husband? He never says Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. If anything ever happens to Will Hilton, Jeff has to pick up all the slack. Mm. Oh, no, I can fill them shoes. It's in the will. It's in the will. It's It's in the will. will. It's in the will. It's in the will. (laughs) No pun intended. He he inherits all of this shit. (laughs) But I have to say, honestly, when I'm I'm here at the house, I got to admit that I kind of do watch you guys in your interactions and it's just so funny and so sweet you guys have a great sense of humor with one another well he's my best friend that's really what it is it's pretty apparent he's great i love him what's your guys take on because i mean i know but i just want people to know your take on Mm -hmm. uh relationships staying together and why you guys because you guys have been together for a while and I love to see it you know that's what I want the one thing that I love about you guys is that you'll feel the same way now that you did how long how, how long is it been? it's gonna be 15 years 15 years wow. soon, you know and then 17 together 17, 17 together. years mm-hmm. so I, I mean people are breaking up after <laughs> seven months <laughs> well for me it's about knowing what's important to you um sometimes you know you have your single friends you go like oh what do you want like oh he gotta be tall he gotta be i like a dark-skinned brother i like this and you know those adjectives there's nothing wrong with you know saying about certain preferences that you have but really what's going to keep a relationship together is the core stuff I want him to be a man of integrity. I need him to be a man of vision. I need him to have a certain work ethic. So you have to know what works for you because one of the mistakes I see is people thinking that cookie cutter romantic bullshit that they sell you in movies and on TV is the real deal. Mm -hmm. And actually every individual is different. What you and I may want out of a man or out of a relationship is not going to be the same and that's okay. So you have to find the person that's got the core values that are really going to make sense for you. And I had to find the person that, you know, had the core values that were going to make sense for me. Once I got to that core value stuff, my whole dating pattern changed. Yeah. You know, and the people (laughs) that I dated were so even though they may not have made the cut to husband, they were great people. They were great guys because it was I had a different kind of measuring system for Mm -hmm. what I was looking for. So um, that's kind of, to me, what, what makes it work and what makes it last. All of that stuff happens to me for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, to get you. Because I remember one time having a conversation with you and you, you telling me the relationships that you had been in right. and all of the stuff that happened led right. you to it will. It led me to will. Because Absolutely. you knew, you found out what you needed, what you wanted, yep. and that led you to will. And I remember one time... We were upstairs with Will, and I heard him say the deepest thing that I heard ever heard any man say. She said, he said that I love Ghana like there's no tomorrow, and oh. I was like, oh no, builds <laughs> it for everybody else, right? <laughs> how, am I, how am I gonna go behind that? <laughs> you know, oh, so yeah. he tells tissue? me all the time. <laughs> I'm about to start crying. Oh no, 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 no! It's such a good a thing. Ball. <laughs> And this is so sweet. Like that, what you just said. Oh, my God. That's what he said. I mean, he, I never forgot that. And I was like, how am I going to follow? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you, you was probably standing next to your date like, 
Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was slowly inching away, making sure, making sure she didn't hear that. <laughs> well, he told me one time. He said, "You're my heir," oh my and that God. was it for me. I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, whatever you wanted, yeah. you getting it. <laughs> Let me yeah. give it to you now." And, and that's after years of suffocating. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she definitely my heir. Yeah. And he manages my crazy, like you said, Jeff. Yeah. Like, there's yeah, not yeah. really, you know, what, what this I is a, a hurricane. Was, um, I can't promise forever and a day, but there's one thing I know, that I will love you today like yeah. there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, was, Lord, yeah. the tears. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's what it was. That's, you know, I couldn't say it like that. You know, all, oh I remember, all I remembered was like that, love you like uh, there's no tomorrow. That's, that's stuck um, in my head. I'm yeah. such a mushball, y'all. But I feel like we should leave the room a little bit too. <laughs> and all that, I mean, and that, all of that being said, I still get, I get on her nerves. Yeah, she gets yeah. on my nerves. You yeah. know, it's not all peaches and cream. It's work. Relationships is work. And but, just like when you work on a farm, you have to like really plow the land, and and but you have to really love it, and then. The, the fruits of the yeah Absolutely. the harvest it's about the harvest you know so i mean mm-hmm. we love each other i know she get on my nerves she, i get on her nerves and everything but at the end of the day we know that i got her and she has me and we're, we're there for each other yeah mm-hmm. uh, um i think that's important because to me relationships and friendships happen over time it's mm-hmm. i mean it takes going through all of that shit being mm-hmm. mad at each other cursing each other out and seeing things you don't want to see but if you kind of persevere and get through it right. then it's all worth it in mm-hmm. the end mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. unless yep. the person's just really a crazy yeah, no. fucked up person <laughs> yeah right there's nothing no, you can do I about it, it. Yeah, but you gotta believe believe stuff. in yeah, yeah you just gotta believe in what you got you know well, I mean, one thing that I can say to that is that, you know, people, there's this, people use this phrase that, you know, that's my other half, that's my better half. I don't want half of a woman. Yeah. That's not a half of a woman, that's a whole woman, okay? I'm not half of a man, I'm 100% man. Mm-hmm, a whole lot okay? of man. I'm 100% <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, can we share mics? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, and moreover, I'm a hundred percent human, and she's a hundred percent human, mm. and that's what that's what I want, and that's what I need. Now, there may be days when I'm not at a hundred percent. I may be at ninety. Yeah, that's when I know she got my back. Yeah, you See? know what I'm saying? When she's not a hundred percent. Yeah, just that I'm post. A, yeah. I got her back, mm. you know. But I don't want the other half. I, I don't want half that. for nothing. Right. I deserve a whole. Right. Right. Mm. I am a whole. So mm-hmm. that's what I deserve. You have to step in when your other half is not um, at a full tank. Sometimes, it's, you know, that's when you got to rev it up and kind of step in. And sometimes that means just holding them down and being there for them. And sometimes that means taking over something. You know, there's times when Will's like, all right, I got the kids. I got the house. You just go ahead in the room and write or you just go ahead in the room and rest or whatever it is that mm-hmm. I need to do. And he's got it. And the same back for him, you know. And other times, it's just like giving you that space. You know what? You need a night out. Just go. Go ahead and be so that you can, you know, kind of just have a good time and relax and whatever. 
So, you know, we, we do that for each other and we recognize uh, what each other needs. And if we don't know, we ask, you know, mm-hmm. you don't, we're not mind readers. So, you know, there's times when we ask what each other needs and, and provide it that way. So, well, that sounds like maturity <laughs> to me, <laughs> yeah. because I know, you know, as somebody who's no longer in her 20s, I, I remember that relationships there was a ver- there was very little understanding like you one for one we're very unrealistic we think that the other person is supposed to be perfect mm-hmm. so we're expecting 100 100 percent of the bullshit. time mm-hmm. you know what i mean we want 100 100 percent of the time so when that person shows up with 70 we're we're upset like, about up? it like mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. versus you know allowing them to be at 70 and picking up whatever slack needs to be picked exactly. up so that the scale stay balanced right um so i think that that to me sounds like grown folks like you've like you said y- your relationships have groomed you and readied you for where you are right now mm-hmm. and it just sounds it really sounds beautiful it really does mm-hmm. it really like sounds it. beautiful and that 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 holding it down for somebody else sometimes that's a day sometimes it's a week and sometimes it can be a year people have to really realize that you can have a bad year mm-hmm. you know i had a death in my family and for a year i was just pissed the fuck off and mm-hmm. upset and will had to hold it down for the entire year while i processed that but he knew that it was significant so he did it and it, and we came out of that you know mm-hmm. and had to talk about it afterwards so it was it was fine but some people i just feel like you know if you have an attitude for like a week they're out <laughs> you know, without really fully, fully understanding where it's coming from right. you know so that's where that communication comes about and you know like i said because we have that friendship and he kn- i feel like he knows me at this point so well that you know he knows what's up so he's able to navigate a lot better but it was him taking the time to get to know me in the beginning that really gave us a strong foundation there's never been one day where I said to myself I can't believe I married this dude every day has been I can't believe I'm blessed with this dude oh my god so. where's my tissue I put it back damn it stop it y'all are killing me <laughs> Oh my God! You guys are so special. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, girl. So Would you beautiful. rather hear about the assholes I dated beforehand <laughs> to make you feel better? No, I love this. Well, she no, got some no. assholes too. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I got my own. You got your own, right? Okay. <laughs> They weren't all, though. They weren't all. For any ex-boyfriends out there, that wasn't you, boo. That was the other one. (laughs) (laughs) But fuck you anyway, right? Yeah, right, right. That wasn't you. I got mine. How you like me now? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't you, baby. (laughs) So my question is, you guys have three beautiful, beautiful kids. (laughs) You want them? Oh, (laughs) I'm not going to say cute because I already got told that I shouldn't say cute. Mm. Two handsome boys. Yes. Yes. One gorgeous and very talented daughter. I mean, I'm sure they're all very talented. I just don't know everyone's talents. Mm -hmm. I know your daughter's talents because her art is ridiculous. Thank you. So my question is, are you are you instilling all of this knowledge into them? Like in terms, I mean, it excites me that you are the kind of husband that you are oh, yeah. and you're raising two boys who will potentially yeah. be that kind of husband to someone else and your daughter you're an amazing mom an amazing wife and you're you're raising a daughter who gets to witness that type of um strength and grace and power in in this home it's just 
I'm like, your your kids are gonna be like just phenomenally prepared yeah. for the world mm. to have you two at the helm. Well, and y'all are great parents. Point. I've I've mm. seen you with the kids and they <laughs> they I mean, they just they're so great. Those are some great kids. My husband is a great parent. I'm still working oh, on it. Go. I'm still working on it. <laughs> no, I love my children. I, I really that. do. Cut I that think bullshit. he has. I just no, think he has no, more patience no. than I'm I do. I'm not gonna even let you. You're not gonna let me say no, that. I'm not gonna let you get right, away with shit. that. So Fuck it. I'm, I'm you might the bomb as well go to the next. All right. Come on, Will. Come on, Will. Oh my goodness. See, should have stuck with me. I mean. They don't know anything else, you mm-hmm. know. This is what they know. They know how we are with each other. I mean, I kiss my wife. I will kiss my wife on 42nd Street and Broadway in the middle of the street. Stop traffic. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. They know that. Mm-hmm. That's their norm. That's right. Their but it makes them day. throw up. So. Yeah. It <laughs> makes them throw up. They don't. They they say that they don't want to see it and they, they they're like oh it's you know there's people around watching that's that's what they know that's their norm this so is their definition of love yeah, I think they don't know anything else so. i mean we we try to lead by example and there's mm-hmm. always going to th- be some things that you miss mm-hmm. there's always going to be some things that you think are understood and are not because i know growing up um, my grandparents were my example, and they had a beautiful marriage. I mean, just wonderful. And that was really the bar that I set um, this relationship to in terms of just that longevity and that um, caring and that familial sense of just partnership. Um, but a lot of things I didn't figure out when I saw at 8 years old or even 15 years old, I was only getting half the story because you're only processing it with an eight-year-old mind. Right. When I heard the rest of it as I got older, and then I saw what the real deal was, you know, and some of the things that my grandfather put my grandmother through and she persevered and vice versa and some of the things that they went through together that I had no idea about when I was eight years old. So as much as our children see um, that we're together and we and we really... Um, represent this family well I think there's always going to be grown folks stuff that they're going to have to figure out on their own mm-hmm. once they get to that point you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying I found out that when my and this is oh my gosh I guess the 1950s or so my grandmother wanted to go back to school at that time it was like a trade school mm-hmm. but the hours were rough they had a family already so my grandfather went to work at General Motors on the night shift just so she could go to school during the day And then he would get up in the morning and do his daughter's hair and make breakfast. Basically, he was Mr. Mom. Mm. When in the 1950s, a black man wasn't doing those type of things, you know, he would scrub the floors. He put on an apron to bake. He made homemade (laughs) um, bread. So he was the type of Renaissance man. I didn't even realize until as I was hearing the stories as I was older. Mm. So that enabled my grandmother to go to school and get her, you know, degree and get a license so that she could have a career. So that to me is like bigger than the fact that he used to bring her roses from the rose bushes, you know, which is still beautiful. Um, But the fact that he held her down like that, that's what was really like, wow. And I didn't find that out till later. So that's kind of like the difference. So I think my children see us kiss or they see, you know, things like that, but they might not hear or see how he held me down when things were really rough. Right. Um, they may not realize that until later when they get into a relationship. 
Yeah, but I mean, we we've been blessed. We've been blessed. I, I'm a I'm a teacher, and I've been teaching. This is, I've been teaching for 23 years, and I've seen students that um, that are wanting in turn emotionally, mm, yeah. um, and not getting um, the 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 interaction with their families that they really need that they crave yeah. and um and i see how my kids are and i'm blessed that you know that they they have that even more importantly for me is that they're good kids yeah, yeah. they, yeah, they really are, are good kids they're good. They, you oh may not God. see them on the honor roll but they are a good human beings. Not every time, at least. Not They've been I on mean, there sometimes. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> for the most part, they are good human beings, and that's what I'm most proud of. Yeah, I like the people they're beings. becoming, um, the individuals that they are from, you know, when they were little babies until now and how they're developing and all that. And I think that one of the things Will and I have in common is um, we come from families that had specific ideas about what they wanted us to be. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, we're, I think, a little more open with our children in terms of what they can be. Like I told my kids, you mean anything you want as long as you work hard and as long as you know you're going to have to work hard at it. Mm. Mm. It doesn't matter what it is. So, no, I'm not looking for you to be a musician or a poet. No, I'm not necessarily looking for you to be a teacher or a human resource director. You can be something else. But whatever it is, you're going to have to work hard at it. Mm -hmm. And and I want you to be the best at it. I want you to have a certain work ethic. And that's more important to me than the specific thing that you're trying to be. That and being self-sufficient. Like our kids do chores, washing dishes. They take care of themselves. My oldest does her own laundry. You know, people, they know how to cook. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yes, they do. Right. Hello. I eat a lot, obviously, because (laughs) your daughter made something so good today. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's vital. And that's kind of like what you were referring to before about that child-centered versus, Mm -hmm. you know, humanity-centered. I want my kids to be able, if we're not feeling right, there's been times I've come home late from work and my daughter already cooked dinner. So, you know, and my sons know how to cook. I'm not trying Where to put is my luggage? I am moving into this house. Why haven't I moved in yet? Seriously, so, the kids cook too? Yes. Good you know, Lord. Yes. You, you want to eat the girls cooking first. She's the best at it. She's been doing it the longest. Yeah, she take after my kitchen. <laughs> yes. So they get to meet all of these yeah. really cool yes. people who come here and perform. Right. I was like, they're living a, a pretty cool life like that's pretty exciting yes so adonna my daughter her <clears throat> favorite song by Corey glover is april rain and so when he had his show she's like is he gonna do april rain and i said well if not i'll ask him and uh sure enough he did so she came down just for that one song because obviously she's too young to be down here um the whole night but i brought her down just for that song and she got to hear one of her favorite singers doing one of her favorite songs And then we had Kimberly Nicole, yeah. and oh she God. does Kimberly a ridiculous, oh, she tore she, it up down here. Mm-hmm. She does a ridiculous version of Dirty Diana, and my youngest is a Michael Jackson fanatic. So it wasn't on her repertoire that night, but um, I asked her, I said, oh, you know, my youngest, he really, so she says, okay, bring him down. 
he came down here, sat quietly, and she rocked out Dirty Diana for him. You should have seen him. I mean, everybody was taping him and everything. He was just rocking out. <laughs> So moments like that, yeah, I hope they do remember when they've had the talent that we've had sing them their favorite songs or, you know, um, showing them how to play their instrument better. We have Jeff all the time. You know, we show them, okay, show Uncle Jeff what you know how to play on the trumpet so he can kind of give them tips and things like that. So that's, for me, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the kids enjoy, not to mention that when we have a Dinker house, they get to have movie night up in their room. So they love that. <laughs> but um it's definitely, I think, a great experience. We've had them sit down because my youngest um, two are uh, taking lessons. So we've had them watch the band perform um, in sound check mm -hmm. so that they can kind of just yeah, see yeah. them, right. you know, right. how, how they're doing. Right. And as a musician, I think it's important that they get to see sound check and get to see musicians practicing right. because I think That's what's true. missing now in, in today with today is that Everybody is seeing the finished product. Instant gratification. Everybody is seeing, you yeah. know, Beyonce polished, and but they don't see the missteps. They don't see the journey that she had to go through to get to exactly. that perfection. Exactly. Right? And that's and they look at that and they see, okay, if she can do it like that, then I'm gonna wake up one morning and I'm gonna be just like that. No, there's a whole process yes. that you have to go through. And as a musician. That's where the fun is. The, the, the performance the end, is the end result. The process is where, where I, that's where I fell in love with music. Mm -hmm. The process, the practicing, the camaraderie that you get with your fellow exactly. musicians. Yeah. That's where the fun lies. The, the performance is the afterthought. But if you've done your practicing right, and mm -hmm. if you've done, your, you've done your due diligence, then the performance is easy. Yeah. The performance is easy. Once you get past that first note and the butterflies and you hear that note that you've been working on come out so beautifully and perfect, you you smooth sailing from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Because yeah. I know when, when, you know, I'm a musician and my kids got to see me do live shows. They got to see me in the studio. So they got a taste of, of uh, the live performance thing. They didn't just... You know, weren't just listening to records, and, mm -hmm. and you know, so that's like you said, that's that's an important thing that your kids get to see, you know, live music and live musicians, right. and the process, the whole process, mm -hmm. you know. Oh my God, this has been really great. <laughs> this has been really good. Oh my! I think when I listen back to this show, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be pre prepared. I'll have the tissue, but I know I'm gonna be like <laughs> because I won't be in front of you, so I can really let it go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I had to hold it back. I was dotting like, you know, I'm having mm -hmm. so much fun, and I love this. My favorite thing in the world is to sit and talk to people and kind of hear about their lives. So mm -hmm. this is just dessert for me. I get to sit down and enjoy every single time. Well, thank you for asking us to be on the show. It was it's such a great. pleasure, Will, an unexpected treat. <laughs> I'm glad you joined us. Thank you so much. I mean, thank you for sharing everything, all of your 
experiences with us, personal and professional. And your family is just absolutely gorgeous. I love, Mm -hmm. I was telling Will earlier, your son is like the perfect blend of the two of you. His face is so cute, but then I was told to say it's handsome. So it's so handsome. Mm -hmm. Like it's there. Your family is beautiful and your home is beautiful. And the space is just, it's there's a there's an energy in here that really can't be explained. It has to be experienced. Right. That's so I it. really suggest that if you are listening to this show, you need to come out. To the Dinker House. Definitely make That's your right. way here and have yeah. an experience to be remembered. All you have to do is Google the Dinker House and it'll come up either Facebook or Twitter or articles on it. And it's spelled A-D-I-N-K-R-A House. A Dinker House. So you'll see it in Montclair, New Jersey, and um, we always welcome new people. Just let us know you're coming, and um, come have a good time. And tell them the Outlet Radio Show sent you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You well, see an intimidating black man at the front door. You're at the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Just say hi, Will. Hi, Will. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when they see a five foot six, sweetheart, sweetheart of a guy. They're mm-hmm. gonna be like, a minute yes <laughs> yes the gun is hidden no, yeah. <laughs> it's all good and as always jeff thank you for backing me up and holding me down for oh another yeah. week it's always fun yeah all right pleasure. we're out of here all right guys thank you peace peace this is donna imani you're plugged into the outlet radio show with azania shange hey guys it's closing time and I know, I know y'all are upset that I didn't get to the best segment, I think, of the show, which is the question segment. We just ran out of time. I mean, that conversation was so good. We couldn't, uh, there was no stopping it. I'm sorry, guys. Next time, next time. You know, I read a quote recently that read, he who would learn to fly one day must first stand and walk. One cannot fly into flying. That made me think. Hmm. Where am I trying to fly into flying in my life? You know, when I think about what Ghana said about getting the Adinkra house started, it did not happen overnight. Bit by bit, it took root and began to blossom into the space it is now. The same goes for their relationship. They had to walk before they could soar. Respect the process. It's what they teach their children. For me, it was an excellent reminder, particularly now, because radio is a new frontier for me. And I struggled with wanting to be without flaw, essentially fly without flying. But this, like any other, is a process. So my fellow dream chasers, trust the process. The stumbles, the missteps, can be badges of honor if you stay in it long enough to see victory. So let's dare greatly together, yeah? Dare to answer the call, dare to follow your heart. And I say get ready, because there is sure to be an experience beyond your wildest dreams on the other side. Yeah. Until next time, bye. This has been a Jam Carver Music and Lions Pen production.
Zania Shange 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 Shange